When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Damian Lillard has finally sort of set a timeline for the franchise, and he's out doing some recruiting, I think. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Craig Burnback. Craig, what is hey. up? We're in off-season mode. We got the lottery like a month away. Uh, Dame's running around and doing podcasts and talking to Stephen A. Smith and and attending playoff games with players of interest and <laughs> it's just all sorts of interesting stuff going on uh how you been i'm good and i just would like to say that yes you as a bulls fan and us as a blazers podcaster in the off-season mode but there's a certain team that plays in madison square oh, garden that gosh. i've been rooting for since birth yeah. that is still alive so i'm not in off-season mode yet baby <laughs> Not yet. I still got dreams of grandeur. <laughs> what is that series? Is it one one going back to New York? Is that right? Yeah, one one. Yep, going back yep, to New tonight. York. They got game they three. won the first game and got pasted the second game, right? On purpose. That's all the plan. Why waste? Oh, that was the plan. One. Yeah, Josh Hart oh, okay. a little hurt. You know, sure. Anyway, okay. you know what? It's right. It's a bull. It's a bull. It's a bull strategy. Yeah, your strategy is that not to win, apparently. But uh, but yeah, no. I thought this is the speculation. This is like a speculation version of the podcast. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna try to be uh, a- amateur psychologists to figure out what Dame's thinking, who what who what the strategy is behind the scenes that might or might not be true. You know, I got an undergrad degree in 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 psychology, Fentress. So I'm I have good a minor in psychology. We could start. We could start our own. Uh... Our own no, show, right? No, no, we couldn't. We, we couldn't. We can't. We couldn't help anybody there. <laughs> well, they can see how nuts we are, and then they'll realize they're not go. so bad. Anyway, um, okay. So, Damian Lillard appeared on on the show with Stephen A. Smith, and was asked specifically, you know, are they on a timeline with with the, with the Blazers trying to make the move? He said he's not going to come right out and say they're on the clock, but he wants to see something get done this summer or. A conversation needs to be had. I've been waiting for him to say it like that for a while because that's been my belief for a long time that there's no way he's coming back to the Blazers if they're the same thing and they have zero chance to contend. And I don't believe that would be smart for the Blazers either. I think it would be time for them to part ways uh, so the Blazers can move forward with their rebuild with a really good jump start to it with Dame, excuse me, with a sharp and in this uh, top five, top six pick. And then Dame can go somewhere maybe win a championship. So when he put that out there, I was like, thank God, because now we can all talk about it like it's a real thing without contradicting what he was saying. When he keeps going on the loyalty tour and talking about how he doesn't want to be the guy who travels and goes somewhere else to win a championship. Well, now it looks like he's at least putting it out there that that discussion probably is going to have to be had if the Blazers don't make some major moves. So let's start with what your takeaway was from what Damian actually said to Stephen A. Smith. So, of course, Dame did said everything with class adding a little bit because he also said that the Blazers might want to move on too. 
Right. You know, like he basically said, gave them permission to do what they have to do. He basically said, like, look, we both want to win a championship with me. But if we don't take a big step this year, I need to have a conversation and they need to have a conversation because it doesn't make sense to either party. And that's what, like you said, that's what we've been saying forever. That's what people who kind of understand the business of basketball and understand uh, Dame's mindset as much as possible based on things he said in the past. So I thought it was like the perfect Damian Lillard, you know, way to say it, showing his intelligence, showing, you know, finding a way to say, Hey, this might be the time to move on depending on where we go in a way that no one can be mad. You just can't be mad at that. Um, And, uh, you know, other people have done similar things and got trashed. I mean, Carmelo gets killed for telling Denver that they should trade him so they can get something because odds are he wasn't going to resign. And meanwhile, after him, after that, many guys, including LeBron, LaMarcus Aldridge, didn't give their teams that courtesy and they got nothing. So Dame did it in a way, uh, and, he, and he's earned that, um, where people are saying, yep, that makes total sense. Um it was a little bit more immediate than I thought by him kind of naming the summer as it, uh, because that's means to me that he has had that conversation with Joe Cronin and whoever else he needs to have that with the Blazers. Cause he's not the kind of person that would do that, um, in a surprise way. So that timeline is what, you know, you talked about last year, like next summer, that's it, right? Like, so, yeah, I had some sources I talked to, and I, I would ask him straight up. I'm like, okay, Dame's still talking about the loyalty thing, but let's be real. He's not going to just stay here if he has no chance to win. And I was told specifically, yeah, I mean, like, by 2023, they need to have something in place that looks like it can at least have a chance to contend. Or, yeah, he's probably going to want to explore leaving. It wasn't like, oh, he's just gone for sure. But it was like, definitely explore it, strongly explore it. Because, yeah, he wants to go somewhere and win. And signing the extension, like, you know, that was that's – partly a business move like you Duh. get that extension Duh. and then that extension can obviously be traded now at the same time you know people told me like look he, he could have gone somewhere else and gotten the same extension had he been traded last year but he believes in cronin believes in billups he loved getting grant like that was a huge step he liked what they were trying to do he was wanting them to trade that seventh pick but nothing made sense and they really really believed sharp was going to be as good or better than whatever they were going to get and plus like the og trade they wanted the seventh pick and like other picks and stuff you know, they just determined, Cronin determined it wasn't worth it. And it turns out you wouldn't trade Sharp straight up for OG right now, would you? No. So <laughs> I think Toronto blew that because they should have taken that seventh pick and the Blazers made out big. So, but now Dave's made it clear. He doesn't want to be raising any more kids. He wants some dudes. And that means trading this pick or trading Dame. Excuse me. I keep saying Dame when I want to say Sharp. because like, look a little bit alike, kind of. <laughs> um, trading Sharp and or Ant, and then you have that pick. So you have three quality pieces to move. Uh, to bring in either one big fish or two uh, medium fishes. And so, yeah, if you don't get it done, I don't know why you'd try and go into another year, stink, even if you make the playoffs first round and out. Now Dame's 34, and now he has less value to trade. Uh, and who knows, he could – I mean, if he has another, if he has a serious injury, I mean, Yikes. who knows what that does to him. Then all of a sudden he goes from elite to just good. And so now adding a star doesn't matter <laughs> because he's no longer he's no longer as potent. So, yeah, it's, it's got to happen this summer. Plus, it's got to happen. I'm going to make this selfish for my fantasy. Fantasy, excuse me. My Santa, 
God, it's sanity. My sanity <laughs> so I can move on from talking about this crap because I'm done with it. Like, I'm literally done with it. I'm done with the lottery pick and if they're going to trade this and build this and buy blah, blah, blah. Just bleep or get off the pot already and it needs to happen this summer. And the other thing is that not only he becomes less valuable the older he gets. Correct. Uh, and you do lose – you have the potential of losing – teams from the pool of places he could go. Right. I mean, the Knicks are probably out. They don't, you know, that was one of the big moves that everyone was saying he's going to end up in New York. Well, the Knicks have a point guard, Jalen Brunson, and they're they're not odds of them trying to do the thing that Aaron Fentress says you cannot do, which is win a title with two guys under 6-4. The Knicks aren't dumb, and they've got a lot of young bodies. And so that trade, and they're and they spent money on Jalen Brunson. So that I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is a lot less likely that the Knicks would be interested in, in Damian Lillard today than last year at this time. And so sure. Other teams could open up opportunities. I mean, heck if the Suns don't win it and Chris Paul retires, okay. You know, then, but um, good teams don't all need point guards. And right. if, and because that position, it's hard to get good without a guy who can handle the ball, you know, who can be what Damian Lillard is. Uh, the Knicks were a rare thing that people said, oh, they have these parts. And with Damian Lillard, they could be a contender. Um, I don't know. I mean, I never saw it. Now, the Raptors, the Raptors are like that, you know, in a way. Uh, maybe my, Miami Heat, you know, they're like that, possibly. He's perfect. Right. But, you know, that, that, those are things that were. Like, no one's really talked that route because it was so easy to say, oh, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, or the or the Nets, or, you know, before Kyrie went there. Uh, so, it just time I will, is not your friend. Right. I will say this, though, just to, to add a detail to my overall statement that I've been preaching for eight years is that it's not just having two small guards. It's, ha- it's that they're your best two players. Sure. In the case of the Knicks, if you, if you have Randall, is Randall better than Brunson? Not right now. What no. he brings to the table? Not right now. You don't think so? Even though, because he, I mean, still rebounds and stuff, right? I oh, mean, he's great, he's and an he was the All Star, and Jalen Brunson wasn't. But you're asking me as a right. Nick fan, who's our MVP this year? It was Jalen Brunson. Okay, I, I would I would say that I guess what I'm saying is that Lillard Brunson with someone like Randall, who's arguably arguably would be the second best player on the team. I think there's an outside chance you could pull it off. But the big thing is when your best two players are small guards, you're just you're just screwed. I just believe that. Um, okay, but you're you're right. The, the the number of places to go are are going to shrivel up at some point. So that brings us to the next topic. Dane was hanging out at Net Sixers, and uh, you know there's a fancy out there that the Sixers could panic and trade in B, which I think is garbage. It's and of lock. course you got you got you got <laughs> Mikael Bridges who got traded from the Suns to the Nets and the Durant deal. And Bridges and Dame are tight. Bridges and Ann are tight. They could be in a trade for each other. Uh, what do you think? Was Dame just hanging out? Was it coincidence? Or was Dame out there doing some 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 low-key recruiting? I think two things can be true. <laughs> That's what I'll say to that. I think two things can be true. I, I'm not saying he went there just to recruit, but I'm sure him showing up and uh, dapping up Mr. Bridges, you know, before the game, saying hi to Mr. Embiid uh, couldn't hurt because uh, – now, I will say the Embiid dream, I don't even know. I don't know how many parts you need to even get Joel Embiid. So I don't know how the Blazers could even uh, make the Sixers do that trade. 
uh, nor do I think that's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, look, he's <clears throat> the Grant thing was a you know was a well known quote unquote secret that Dame and Grant got along and that that could be a thing. Uh, so I'm not going to downplay the Bridges possibility because that's the playbook, right? It worked. Um, so um, that makes sense if it could happen. Uh, but at the same time, he was on the East Coast hanging out. There's probably some business stuff that he had to do. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. If he could figure out how to get Joel Embiid to Portland. And Bridges. <laughs> I don't, look, then it's a wrap. Then it's a wrap. Just getting them. 70 and 12. If you get Embiid you know, with this roster, like they're they're already, content, you know, he's that yeah. good. If he's healthy, he's that good. So now, now, now one thing about Dame making the declaration he did is that to me, that hurts Portland a little bit because now teams know that this summer could be it. So if I, if I'm a team who wants Lillard and the Blazers are, and the Blazers have someone I want to pair with Lillard, why am I not going to hold out? Like if if I'm Philly, I'm not going to be like, I'm not giving you Embiid. I want Dame. Call me. If I'm Daryl Moore, I'm like, okay, tell you what, Joe. Uh, when you're done, like running around the country trying to find someone to come to Portland, which has never happened in the history of the franchise, <laughs> you give me a call and uh, we'll work out a deal. You send me Dame to pair with MB because MB is not coming to Portland. That's not even a, that's a non-starter. Don't even call me. You call me back about that again. I'm just going to block you or report you or something. Uh, <laughs> claim you're a stalker to the local police. I don't know what, but don't call me with that nonsense again. So I just wonder if that's going to hurt Portland a little bit. So but I think the MB thing is nonsense. I also think Jalen Brown, like I just don't – if Jalen Brown demands out, I think yes. he could be obtainable. Uh, but I just feel like – I just don't think that's really going to happen. I think he's upset about some things, and I think he's going to work it out And because we've seen players grumble about things before but not demand a trade. I think instead of getting a big fish, they're going to get have a chance to get one, maybe two medium-sized fish. I consider Bridges a medium-sized fish. Yes. I think it's crazy that this guy was a role player on the Suns two months ago. Averaging 17 per game on a contender. That was his role on a contender. Now he goes to a mediocre team where there's all sorts of shots everywhere and he's putting up big numbers. And now everyone's talking about him like he's a franchise changing championship piece. Well, if he was a franchise changing championship piece, then how come the Suns didn't win a championship with him? Because he's not. He's not that guy. So to me, what am I giving up for Bridges to come to Portland? I think he'd be a great fit. Right. Because they need a small forward. That's their number one hole or a bigger guard. They can put Matisse there. If they moved sharp and and uh, and, and trades, you put Mikhail to three, Grant to four, boom, you're a better team, no doubt about that. But what would you give up for Bridges to, to make this happen? How much would you actually trade for him? Well, I'll address the first thing about the Dame hurting them, and I don't mean any disrespect, Aaron, but if you had sources that were telling you that was it, the league's got that no, information too. No, no, they don't. No, I don't wait. <laughs> I know way more. And, and they all listen to this podcast. So know, we've yeah. already told them. So I just, whenever. Okay, whenever, that's fair. That's fair. I'm saying like, they know. That's if fair. you know and I know, they know. So um, no one was going to pull the wool over. You know, Joe was going to, couldn't be like, oh, that's not true. <laughs> They'd be like, well, Aaron Fitch just said it. He got to be true. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Aaron Fitch just has sources. He said it. It must be true. But I'm just saying like, that's. I mean, uh. They already it hurts it. a little. It hurts a little. But anyway, I, I see what you're I'm saying. Just, I see what you're saying. Um, I and, know. <laughs> and here, here's the thing. I like how you say, with all due respect, I'm about to right, blow up the your thing. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I've been in the business too. I know when I got a source set, people told me stuff. I never, I wasn't like, oh, I'm the only one, right? No one, that's I'm it. The only one knows this. I'm so no one special knows about this. I'm so special. Um, I the problem that the Blazers have to me more in the sense that they can, uh, they that they can be manipulated is the Bridges situation is perfect example. What you said is everyone knows what the Blazers don't have, and they know what they do have. So you know you've got Simons to move because you got Sharp, or you got Sharp to move because you got Simons, and then you got Bridges. And if you look at the Blazers team, who do you want? Well, I probably want Simons or Sharp. So if I were and the Blazers with that timeline, if they're going to make that trade for make a trade for Dame, then you have to give up Simons to get Bridges. I mean, like I, I don't know how else you get that deal done. Um, unless they're willing to take just the number six pick or something like that. But I, right. why would they? Because they do have a guy that any, you know, he can score. And there's a reason why he scored more. He's scoring more points on the Nets is because that's what they need him to do as opposed to when you got Booker, right? And um, and others, Aiton and even Paul. So I like Bridges. I would trade Simons for Bridges if you're on the Dame timeline. Oh, in, in, a, in a heartbeat. But yep. if I'm the Nets, I want more than Simons. Yeah, well, that's where you got the power, right? But Would you do Simons Nets... in the pick? Would you do Simons in the pick? Oh, God. There's no way in hell i do Simons and Sharp. Someone suggested Simons, Sharp, and the oh, pick for Bridges. Crazy. I was like, what are you that's smoking? Crazy. That's way too much. I'd have to hesitate Sharp and Bridges. I mean, I'd have to sharp hesitate. for Bridges. Yeah, because yeah. I look at the potential. Like I said, you still think there's well, more, more for Simons, and I, and I might be wrong, but I feel I've gotten enough to see with with Simon that I'm not. That's not going to crush my soul in three years. But Sharp might crush my soul in three years if I trade him for right. a, for a for a like as you said a medium fish because Sharp might be a big fish. I don't think Simons is a big fish. I think he's a medium fish. So I'm going to trade right. a medium fish for a medium fish. And now he's freaking all... Jaws. I know exactly. It's crazy. He's not. He's not the original Jaws. He was a twenty-five footer. He was the mother Jaws and two who was pregnant and out eating people to feed her little babies. And that was thirty-six feet. Oh goodness. That anyway. Um, no, I heard you saying. I, you know what though? So Sharp might be great, but it's going to be in three years. He's not going to be great this upcoming year. Like people are seduced. People get seduced by the funniest things. Like Jabari, Jabari Walker had a great summer. He should start. Okay. Oh, stop, and now stop, please. Sharp, Sharp had a great 10 games at the end of the season as the guy. And they were getting blown up by 20 and 30 points. Now he should be starting. No, it's ridiculous. So in all honesty, if I'm committed to Dame and trying to win in the next three years with Dame, I would do Sharp and salary match for Bridges. I just, and I, and I would do it knowing it's probably going to suck. Right. But, but if I, but I'm still going to, Bridges is young. So I'm still yep. going to have bridges. Yep. And if, if I do that trade, right, Sharp and salary match, but I'm not doing more than that. Like, I'm saying to the Nets, Sharp is going to be as good or better, and he's younger, and he's cheaper right now. You're taking Sharp and salary match or just go kick rocks. But then I can turn around and still trade Ant in the pick for another medium fish. And so now does Ant in the pick get me OG or yeah, just Ant? Does Ant just give me OG? Crazy. Does Ant the pick get me some, give me someone from Miami? Does you know wh- where can I? What else? Because what if Miami says, "Hey, we're 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 done. We got we got to reload." <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Butler is going to be thirty. He's thirty five right now, I think. So Ant and an, another contract for Butler. If 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 I'm Miami, why am I not doing that? Yeah. I, I would I would do that if I'm starting over. Now I got Ant here on my backcourt, and bam, 
that's a pretty good young trio. You got 25, 24, and 23. Butler comes to Portland, and now you're starting Dame, Butler, Bridges, Grant, Nurkic. Boom, it's over. Start playing the parade. So, <laughs> and, so, and so that's where I think like they have a chance with these assets to do things like that. Two medium fishes that make you go, wow. So yes, in that scenario, if I can pull off multiple deals to get two guys in and it's going to cost me sharp to wherever he's going to go, he's going to go, I don't care. And one of those guys coming back as Bridges, I'm, I'm definitely considering that knowing it's going to hurt in three or four years. But if I got a title, doesn't who matter. Cares? Oh, who cares? You give it all up for a title. And people always say, oh, shut up. Like, I'm I'm 50 years old. I've never seen the Knicks win a championship. If you're a Blazers fan, you know, you've never seen them win a championship. So, of course. Uh, if I'm Jimmy Butler's agent, though, I'm calling you and saying, hey, buddy, I'm not a – my boy, my guy's not a medium fish. Jimmy Butler's a pretty big medium fish, uh, even at this age. He's yeah, a, I mean, that's, that's – I'm just saying, de- like, Jimmy Butler – That's to on me, de- definition. If you just, He's not on the level. Go ahead. Sorry. I'd rather have him. What you described with the Jimmy Butler trade, I'd rather have that than 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 OG. I'd rather have that because there's a there's a Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I would too. You know, a winner and two way player, take the knows how to play with people. Um, yeah, and so the scenario that you just explained, both of them are great. <laughs> you know, it just to me those are best case, those are best case scenarios. You know, for for those kind of things, but it is why it can happen. For both of us who have been pessimistic about, pessimistic about it, that it is going to happen, you just open up avenues of how it could happen. Um, yeah. And it'd be interesting to get rid of both of them, right? I, no one, I think that um, my thought is that's probably they're going to keep one or the other in Simons or Sharp, but I like your GMing I, there to get rid of both. I, I think Not it that I want to, but to get. You, Quality. Well, yeah, it depends. It depends on what's available. Yep. Like you sit down and you look at the landscape. Who am I getting? What does my team look like after I make these moves? Okay, okay. Here's what. Here's what you know. You know for a fact you're not contending with Ant and Sharp and Dame's timeline. So that's that's fact one. So those two are irrelevant to contending. Both having both of them up because if you have both of them, that means you didn't pull off a trade because those are your best things to trade. So whatever I can get back for those two, I look at it and go, okay, is this a contender? Yeah. Oh yeah. We can win the title with this done. And you worry about the rest later. If you're sitting there going, eh, I mean, we're definitely in the top six, but man, I don't know that I don't think you do it. And then that's when you have the conversation. You say, look, Dan, we can't get the pieces in here to make us a, a team where we think we're guaranteed to get past the first round because, because you talk about being scared about moving pieces, right? Yep. If I can't contend with Dame and I can send Dame to a contender, which he wants to do, and I can sit there with Ant, Sharp, the six pick, top five, top six pick in the draft, and the next pick, and whatever young player I get back, woo, I'm feeling good about that moving forward. Yeah, I mean that you're right. <laughs> it's if you if you trade Dame, it changes the whole world because then Simons and Sharp are suddenly on the same timeline. So um yep. it really is the easiest way to go. Just trade Dame. I'm just saying, like, if you were a new owner, if you were a new owner and didn't have that connection, and you mm-hmm. came in here and you had money and you had, and you know, you were the kind of a Steve Bomber type owner, right? That's the easiest route. Yep. You could get parts. You get rid of a ridiculous salary. You know, I'm not saying it's ridiculous in the sense he doesn't deserve it, but it's more. Right. You can't make more. You can't make more than Dame. Uh, you move that off. You suddenly have, you know two really young or 
you know, guards and uh, a top, you know, guaranteed top 10 pick, another, you know, first round draft pick and whatever you can get for Dame, which will be a lot. And you got a five-year window. Like and, as you're a stick, and, and you're going to stink again and have a 2024 lottery pick. <laughs> maybe, or maybe not. Like with the play and you just don't know. I mean, we didn't see, hey, look, we didn't see OKC. <coughs> we didn't see Sacramento. Yeah, coming. no, no, that's true. I'm that's just true. saying like. I, I, think, I think they'd be too young, but you're right. You're right. OKC I mean, is an example. I, come on. I didn't yeah. even think Sacramento yeah. was going to make the playoffs. And now they're. Oh, Sacramento was good on paper. Well, I'm just saying Sacramento like. Sacramento was way good. They were everything <coughs> good coach. Everything went. But OKC, how fast they got good. With players that we didn't know they were that good, um, I know. But Grant, but if but if you don't bring back Dame Grant, leaves so you're starting Ant Sharp, yeah, the draft yeah, pick. I'm just saying, and yeah, Watford and Eubanks. You're probably gonna trade Nurk too. You better, <laughs> anyway. you better. Anyway, so I'm okay. So that, if you're an owner, if you're a new owner, I think that the Blazers like new ownership could change this whole thing in a second. But right? No, you're 100. percent But it's not gonna 100% happen. Right. It's not gonna happen this summer. So this is the plan they got to go with. And Joe Cronin, he might be in there saying like. Uh, I know what I'd do if someone like there was no loyalty here. There was no um, Damian Lillard greatest of all time. Like if, if those feelings and those connections weren't there, if you were just the GM and this was an exercise, this is what you have. What is your best bet to get to a title in the next, you know, eight years? I think the exercise would say trade that, that it was $55 million contract and go young. But that's not what we're at here. Hundred percent agree. Uh, okay, there are four teams that are out of the play-ins: Bulls, Raptors, Pelicans, OKC. Anyone from those four teams float your boat as a possible trade acquisition in a real while being realistic. Of course, I'd rather, yeah, I'd trade for Ingram and Siakam and Levine. Right. <laughs> we can't do that. I'll so, take Zion. I'll take Zion. I'll take yeah, Zion. Zion. I, well, I don't know. If, do we want Zion? I don't yes. even know. Yes, yes you do. You want to try? Do you? Yes. Dude, yes. he, he could have played in the play-in but said he didn't quite feel like Zion. Yeah, I what does that even mean? Look, you want to roll You're, you're a Knicks guy. You're a Knicks guy. Willis Reed. That should have, that should have offended, look, offended me. Look, and I'm I don't, not a Knicks guy. You're asking me if I want Zion, and I'm on a, I'm on a Damian Lillard timeline. Hell yes, I'm gonna I'll roll those dice rather than take the number four pick or get OG. <sighs> no way. Yes, this, this no way. This is the guy who's hurt all the time and re- refused to play in an elimination game because he qu- didn't quite feel like Zion. I'm 100 percent healthy. I'm doing windmill dunks and warmups, but I'm not ready to play, dude. You go out there and you play and you do the best you can. If you suck, you sit down. Or you just give them a threat, a presence to open things up for other people. Or you just rebound. If you don't feel like your shot's there, then just go in there and rebound. You're a man child. You're a freaking beast. But no, I'm not going to play it. In. Like, like that. I'm, I'm getting mad even talking about it. Competitors don't do that. Michael Jordan, I can go back to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan broke his ankle, and they told him to sit. He missed 64 games, and they said, sit out the rest of the season. He said, no, I'm coming back. He came back and played and led them to the playoffs. This kid won't even get out there in an elimination game and play because of a hammy. He didn't break a bone. You popped the hammy. Man, that's just annoying. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just going to tell you I rolled the dice. I What offends me is whenever someone talks about themselves in the third person. So you had me when he said he didn't feel like – when Zion said he didn't feel like Zion. Like that, <laughs> I was already – like, I hate that. And we've all been there with athletes. I'm like, hey, man, you're not Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Only Prince like, can do that. 
<laughs> yeah, you can make up a symbol. I didn't care what Prince did. But, uh, you asked me which of the three teams. You know who I think would look good in a Blazers uniform? Uh, who? Uh, C.J. McCollum. Stop. <laughs> too easy. Oh um, well, I mean, when we look, when I looked at it, um, I think obviously we already we spoke about Bridges and, with the Nets and, and, and others with the Sixers. But look, are you, are, are you Zach Levine? I mean, I think you say what they need. What do the Blazers need? They need a, you know, they need a, a guy, a swing guy that can score. And uh, he's the best player on – to me, he's the best player on that mix that could be available. Um, so that's who I would I, – I would see that as a possibility. Um, he's right there in that just – he's close to that big fish, right? He's been all-star but has some struggles and injuries. Um and they might move on from him, uh, even though they said the Bulls say they, you know, I don't know. Their GM's like one second he's like, I think we're going to bring everyone back, and then he goes, but everyone else, you know, nothing, nothing set in stone. Like, okay, which is it? Right. Um, you know, with the Raptors, obviously the best player that I think the Bla- the Blazers could get uh, to change them is Siakam. I just don't think that's a, I don't know, I don't know why they, um, you know, why that why that would happen when. I don't know why how, why they would do that, uh, um, but right. and then of course OG's on everyone's list. I don't. I'm not. I'm happy. I think he's a fine player, but I think he's the epitome of medium fish, and I'm not sure if there's another level. So uh, to me, it's Levine, Siakam, and uh, OG. Levine, Siakam, and OG. Okay, yeah. I, I think Siakam would be the most desired player out of yeah. any of those rosters, including over Zion. Because uh, he would just be instantly what you need on this team. Um, OG, I feel like OG's kind of overrated. Like I think I agree. he's like become this thing that has kind of been overhyped. Like he's good, but I'm not giving up the farm for him, which is what Toronto won the last year. Yeah. Levine, as a Bulls fan, I'll tell you right now: if if you told me the Bulls could trade Levine to the Blazers and get Ant and Nurk or something around Sharp, which would be hard, hard to do because Levine makes so much money, I'm in. Because I just don't think Levine's a winning player. He's a scorer, but he's just he doesn't play defense and he takes bad shots. And it's just that, that combination, it's spectacular to watch because he puts up points, but he's just not playing winning basketball. You had, you had Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine. You had three all-stars, and you can't function. You're, you can't beat good teams the first year. Ball gets hurt, and, and you barely make the play. Like, it's, like, There's no way you can tell me any of those three players are, are legitimate winning players or they couldn't win together because they've all been all-stars. The other guy is DeRozan. I think DeRozan, who shares agents with Dame, could be a possibility to be had. But what is you know DeRozan at the three? He gives you another score. He gives you a mid-range guy, too, who, which is a lost art. I would take him on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, you know, I mean, does he hurt you? Does he? Can you make up for his lack of defense because you get the offense from him? I would call him a third tier fish. I would do it if it didn't cost me too much. Would I do it for Ant? I don't know. I would hope I could get better for Ant, but I think the Bulls would. If I'm the Bulls, I would take Ant for DeRozan in a heartbeat. You need a point guard, and DeRozan's got one year left on his deal. He's in his thirties in a nanosecond. So I, I think we should watch that DeRozan thing because I think if all these other options fall off, DeRozan could easily be the guy that they're able to go out and get. Yeah, and I don't think that's a change. I don't think that's a – I don't think that moves the needle for me. 
I just, I, I like it's, DeRozan. I mean, I just don't, I'm like, okay. And he's at that point in his age. I'm like, why he gets shots that, you know, I think Grant could get, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I'm not blown over by that. I, I hear what you're saying about Levine, but when you can score 25 points in this league consistently for, you know, at 28 years old, basically the last six years, um, he, he averages over four assists a game. You know, so, in the but, last. Okay, so why doesn't he win? He's playing with DeRozan and. and who's, you're right, but I mean, some of it is play with Dame and Grant and win. I don't know. I I just think you got a chance. You know, I think you got a chance for for it. Um, I get you on the defensive end, uh, but everything the Blazers do for the defense doesn't work. So you might as well just try to outscore everybody. I, I don't know. I, I, I I'm just saying, like he's not. He is. He shoots. Um, you know, he shoots 47%, you know, for his career. But, like, you know, last year he shot 30 – you know, he shot 49% from the field overall and averaged 25 a game, shot 38 from three. Shot 39 the year before from three, 42 the year before from three when he averaged 27, went four a game. I don't know. Zach Levine has numbers that I think um, are undeniable. Um, and if you don't have to do all that, um, you know, if the yeah, responsibility but... and you've got Dame – but look, you know, people could say the same thing. Like Dame has been to the Western Conference Finals once, right? And I know if you want people talk about winners, 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 like I think Damian Lillard's a winner, but he hasn't won a whole lot. Um, right, so, but I don't think he's ever but I don't think he's ever not won because of what he does. I think the I think the Bulls have not won because of what Levine does. And I and you know, this is a this is a Blazers team that they were top 7 in offensive rating for much of the year. They, they don't need offense. They need someone who can guard. So adding someone who's just going to take shots away from Damon Grant but not guard anyone, and he's going to take bad shots, again, he's going to put up numbers, but are they winning numbers? That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't I mean, think they're winning the, numbers. The, your argument is backed up by fact what you said. I just think he's a talented player. He's got a bad knee, which is never fun. But they, I just respect guys that over a, you know, a long haul, and he's in his prime. And he makes you got a game plan for him, or she'll lose. And he, you say bad shots, but when you look at the percentages, that's pretty darn good for a guy who averages that many points. I mean, when you're shooting forty percent from three, um, and fifty percent from the field, and averaging twenty five a game, like I'm like, well, those aren't that bad. Can't be that bad if you're making oh, but, that many. But and I get what you're saying. Know, you know, I've seen him play. When, too. You, when you come down and just jack up a three with he does. eighteen seconds on the shot clock. And then you don't guard anybody. Like you, you're, it dilutes your impact as a scorer because how many points are you just giving away? The guarding is a problem. Is, the guarding right. is a problem. And no the, doubt. Um, I, so. I agree. That. I'm just saying. You asked me for a list of those teams. Yeah. I'm not ignoring Zach Levine, depending on what they ask for him. I'm not going to Siakam. You. I admit. I just don't. I think Siakam is a, uh, uh, is just a pipe dream. I would just like to say to the people that we have a little rundown sheet and I wrote Zach Levine and I didn't uppercase the V and Aaron, Aaron Fentress thought that he needed to capitalize the V. And meanwhile, I the man, I'm just saying like, there are so many errors in grammar and spelling that he has on his rundown at times. And I don't go in there and do that. Come on, man. This is, that's ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't do it because it needed to be done. It was like, just I'm listening. Sometimes when I listen to people talk, I, I fidget. And so that was a fidget. And I just saw the oh, Levine thing little, there. So yeah, 
I That's the one error he had to fix. Just, and then here, and I see right now I have one eye and B, so I'm fixing that. But yeah, it's just literally, it's literally like a nerd. My wife will get annoyed at me because she'll start talking to me about something, and if I know it's going to be something lengthy, I start doing something else. Yeah, I, I think. We but but I'm able to listen while I'm doing the other thing. It's just I have to be doing something else, so that's why I, I did that. Anyway, all right. Now um, I'm going to move. Thanks, on. thanks for diving me out. Thanks for diving me out. The hell, man! That. I'm like, are you kidding me? All right, so all let's, right, let's move, move on to the next thing. I love this one that you put in here. I love it because it's just it's why it's why I hate to see Twitter implode before we have a replacement, <clears throat> right? Because this is the epitome of enjoying Twitter for what it is, and it's about Draymond. Obviously, Draymond Green gets suspended for stomping, uh, you know, on someone's chest, uh, and then um, people are seeing that Damian Lillard came out and defended Draymond, who is his good friend. We all know that they're, they're, they got a good relationship. And I didn't even see that Nurkic did because I don't think that matters. But, of course, everyone's like, oh, that's it. Lillard's defending Draymond because Draymond's a free agent, and bam, he's going to come to Portland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to love it. Could they, The question you <clears throat> put here is could he be in play? For the Blazers, I'm like, I guess if you could figure out the contract, why wouldn't he be in play? He's exactly what the Blazers, you know, the, the Blazers could, yes, they could use a guy, the, one of the greatest defenders to ever play, who basically plays the position in which, I mean, he, he, Draymond Green plays the position of Draymond Green, so I don't even know technically what it is, but he's the size of a small forward. Uh, so the Blazers should do what they can to to put him in play. Uh, but I don't know how you afford that contract. Like, tell me that. Tell me how you do yeah, that. Yeah, it, it would probably have to be a sign and trade, yeah. or maybe if you if you made other moves to free up cap space and you got him in a reasonable number because he, he's supposed to make twenty six next year, but he has, op, he has a player's op, player option. So if he opts out of that and is willing to take a little bit less, spread out over more years, then maybe you can figure out a way to do it. <clears throat> I'm not a capologist, nor do I even try to pretend to be. Uh, I have people that I'll text for cap questions, so I don't have to hurt my brain. But <clears throat> there's always a way. There's always a way. Like there's almost always a way to do something. And Draymond falls into that medium fish thing we were talking about. Like if they can pull off Draymond and OG, Draymond and Bridges. Oh my God, you know Draymond and Butler. I don't know if they can pull off anything around Draymond because what he's going to do is he's going to bring stability to both sides of the ball, leadership. Uh, he's he's a really good passer and facilitator. He's a very good um, uh, hockey assist guy, or you know that the the facilitating pass to set up the playmaker because uh, he keeps, keeps the ball moving. This is something that Billups has praised Trenton Watford for of having that ability of, of seeing where okay I need to get the ball to that guy so he can get the ball to that guy. And he plays defense and he's annoying and he and he gets in people's heads and he he would just he would just elevate the team and he would do so averaging eight eight and eight right. Yeah, and I think Dane would absolutely love to have him on the team. I think you would need another piece, another medium piece, like we talked about, to truly contend. But yeah, if you can walk away with Draymond and a dude, I think it would just be a fascinating mix. Yeah, I, I'm a guy that thinks Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. So, and you know, you get a lot of pushback, and I'm like, whatever. I think a guy that uh, the other side of the the court, he's an all. I mean, he's an All Star every year. He defends five positions. And he does it in ways I can't – you can't even – he does it. He actually guards centers. 
and then he guards point guards, and then he guards twos and threes and fours. Yeah. Um, so he changes the and his intensity. Which I'm sorry, I don't know how he and Yusuf Nurkic share the same court. Like I don't know how that would work. I think there would be some stuff going oh. on in that huddle because that would not go well. Some of that. Dame is a lot. Dame is an amazing leader and extremely patient. Uh, Draymond Green is an amazing leader who makes terrible mistakes in the leadership foundation sometimes, and uh, and is not a patient is not patient. So, um, but he'll change the whole dynamic of of the defense, not just because of his ability to play, but his ability to teach and his ability to just not accept other players not playing defense with the intensity that he brings. Um, that guy gives up his body. Um, but he is, he's at an age in which he's, he's on the, he's on the back end. Um, right. but yes, he would change things. And I don't, on the defensive end, I'm like, there, there are very few game changers that are available. Like on the defensive end, like him, because a lot of them are big people and he does it at six, seven or whatever his true height is. So yeah, I would, I would do anything I could to get Draymond. And, um, because of Damian, him have a previous relationship, um, it could work. Draymond does ridiculous things and guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr have his back and they really do have his back. You know what I mean? Like it's not BS. They're mad, but they got his back. I mean, he decked a guy in the face and everyone, and somehow they got back together. Right. So on the whole team. So uh, I have mad respect for Draymond Green's game and think that uh, the Blazers would of course be in on that. Uh, But again, is it real? We'll see. I mean, for all we know is day after the season, the Warriors get, you know, end up with a new deal with Draymond. Yeah. And that's the first thing that has to happen is one, he has to opt out. And if he opts out, the Warriors will still have his bird rights. They'd have to want to let him walk. And he has to want to walk in order to opt out. And then he has to want to come to Portland. That's why it's, it's a tough needle to thread. A bunch of things. That's have why to Twitter's happen. awesome. That's why Twitter's awesome. Because so, Twitter made it happen in thirty seconds. Like not even. Right. Like oh, <laughs> look, he defended him. Yeah, and it, That's it. He's here. <laughs> Done. Now, if they, the earlier they go out, the better, right? If they go out to the Kings, then maybe the Warriors are like okay, we need to get some more youth in here in the, in the lineup. We're gonna move Draymond. We're not gonna, you know, we're saving some money on the luxury maybe by doing that, and then he becomes available and maybe you have to trade for him and maybe you send you know you send Nurk <laughs> you know you said Nurk Nasir and that Knicks pick yeah you better no. keep going <laughs> no, no I know you're gonna lose for, it for nothing yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean I, I would I would take that um anyway so we'll see what happens uh but that's definitely an interesting piece there's a there's a lot of interesting and we can you know debate the definition of the word medium fish versus you know Yep. third tier or whatever, big fish. But there's a lot of interesting guys that I think are going to be in play uh, for what the Blazers have to offer. Because the Blazers have to offer uh, rebuild kickstart pieces. Yep. Nice pieces. And, and if I'm trading if I'm trading Dame and you told me I could get back Ant, something else, and picks, I'm curious. If I can get Sharp, something else, and picks, I'm curious. If I can get back, you know, uh, get that – Lottery pick, and I, I'm I would be interested in all of those things coming back the other way. So I imagine other, so I imagine um, other teams will be interested in those pieces for their guys. So I do think there's going to be opportunity, just not for Embiid, not for 
Jalen Brown, but for maybe two other guys. And that could be enough. That could, that could do it. And all of a sudden, we're looking at a 55-1 team. So, All right. Oh, one more quick question. You think Draymond deserved to be suspended or no? For the stomp on Sabonis? No, because he they basically they it's a playoff game and they kicked him out and that cost them probably the Warriors the game, uh, one game. So, uh, but in the end, it it was perfect. I also thought that it was when I saw it, I thought it would help the Warriors. I really did because I was like, okay, now they're mad. You know, now you got them ticked off and you got them a little something extra to play for. And I thought uh, they would win Game Three. So, no, I wouldn't have. Um, Sabonis grabbed his leg. I mean, that's not cool. Um, uh, it was incidental. But, yeah, but look, he's got a track grab. record. I don't think – well, I don't think it was incidental, but I don't know. I wasn't – He was trying head. to cover his head. And then yeah, the arm got caught maybe. in because the arm – But, but Green right doesn't there. know that. Then he let Green go. Then he let go. He let go right away. Green knew what he was doing. Green stomped on him. I was suspending him yes. too. You can't be stomping on dudes. You're, you're letting I the league know. You can't stomp on dudes. You get suspended. Go ahead. And I, I think Draymond's <laughs> track record gets you suspended. I don't know if that happens for – I mean, we had something similar <clears throat> last night. The guy didn't even get kicked out. So, um, I don't – I don't – look, <laughs> fighting used to get you suspended. <laughs> and, you know, like in, in the Bulls and the Knicks and, you know, the Heat. Like, I'm still mad about the – you know, Knicks came off the bench and we got suspended causing us, you know, Patrick Ewing. So, uh, I don't oh, like suspensions man. in the playoffs. Um, but Draymond's reputation – you. I knew he was going to, I thought he was going to get suspended based on, uh, I think if it was the other way around, if Sabonis would have stomped on Draymond, Sabonis might not have gotten suspended because his track record is like, oh, okay, he lost it in the heat of battle. Uh, but the other thing that Draymond did, don't go, like, yes. I, you know what? I just changed my opinion, replaying it in my head. Going over mm-hmm. the bench and getting them all riled up, mm-hmm. that wasn't cool. Like, that, you were begging mm-hmm. for it. I just guess what I'm mostly saying is, I, I wish that. They, he didn't get suspended because there's too many injuries already with players not playing in the playoffs. Uh, but don't go and – I mean, that's what I'm talking about, the leadership things. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing the WWE thing with your ear and screaming at fans? Uh, and I know why, because he can't stop. You know, like, because he's, he's – that's his personality, and it um, he can't stop. But, look, it adds to the series, which is already kind of fun. So I'm hoping that the, you know, the Warriors tie it up and we're tied up at four and we're, you know, going back and there's a game seven in this series because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Great job as always. Great job as always. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One quick thing. We got to be real quick. Who would be at the Blazers stay at five? Don't move up. Don't trade the pick. Who would you take? We did some, we did some, some draft work on this. Yeah. So this is what I've decided. Uh, you can't take anyone under six six. <laughs> like you just you just can't because you got nobody over six six on your team. So uh, being realistic uh, and and basically thinking the the top three guys are uh, Wemby, Vic. Brandon Miller, and Scoot Henderson. Right. And I think Scoot, then right, after right. that, I think you. Um, I would go uh, with Amen Thompson. Um, because I'm kind of thinking, is he a wing or he's a wing, right? Yeah, six seven, six wing. foot or seven. They list him. They list him as a guard, but he's six seven. And I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, he's like a Penny Hardaway. He's like a Penny and Hardaway. It, Go ahead. And the thing is, if you're drafting the, if you're drafting to keep, you're probably not going to have Damian Lillard. 
right? If you're drafting yeah. when you're going for a championship. So to me, it's the two guards at six seven, uh, Cam Whitmer, Villanova's guard, and Amen Thompson, the overtime elite young kid um, at six seven, but uh, extremely athletic. So um, that's where I would go, just because I assume that if you're drafting the pick, it's for a team that's going to compete eventually without Damian Lillard. Right. Yeah, we're, we're assuming that they they traded Dame and they're rebuilding. Uh, completely here. Okay, so I would go. So, so if Dane's gone, Grant's gone, more than likely, I, I believe. I don't think you re sign Grant, who's what, 29, for this timeline and give him a boatload of money. I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, plus, I think you want to stink again to get a lottery pick in 24. <clears throat> so, anyway, I'm trading Grant, so I need a power forward, I need a small forward. I've got backcourt set, but best player available regardless. I don't believe in this, oh, we position the need. Sacramento Kings, I, I hope, will show the blueprint for everybody. You had De'Aaron Fox. You still drafted Halliburton because he was the best player available. Someone my Bulls passed up on and they needed a point guard. But anyway, you took Halliburton. You were redundant. Two point guards playing together. And then what would you do? You let the rookie prove himself and then went out and flipped him into the Sabonis. So I would just take the best player available regardless of position. I would be absolutely infatuated with your boy, Thompson, because – He's like a Penny Hardaway, and I love me some Penny Hardaway. That guy would have been an all-time top 75 player had he not uh, had the series of injuries he had. He was yeah. phenomenal as, as a six, 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 seven point guard and super athletic. So I would be definitely intrigued by him, but I see him going mostly fourth in most mock drafts. I see, but who knows? Maybe yeah. he's there. If he's not there, then I'm looking at Jairus Walls, 6'8", 240, uh, big, beefy wing, gives you some burly – You know, he can play some power forward too – uh, maybe and so that gives you a, a forward who can play the three or the four, and that's obviously a position of need. And he could be the best player available at that time. So that's where I would go, uh, and I'll change it next week. Okay, there you go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we have a month and a half to keep changing these things. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. Please click the subscription button and leave us a positive rating. We would appreciate it, and we will catch you next week.